What is up, everybody? The Weekly X, episode six, coming in here. And uh, this is an adventure photography podcast. This week's special guest, I am with Court Richards, who is a street photographer currently residing in France. If you want to check out his work while we're talking, his Instagram handle is at Court Richards Photography. I'll link it in the description of this podcast. This is also my first video podcast. Obviously, I'm not on video right now, but I'm going to cut over to the video conversation. Check it out. Like a year now or something. <laughs> oh man, it's been yeah, it's been yeah, it's been a while, right? Yeah, it's been a minute. And where and where where are you now then? Where are you in Chicago? Is it or? Uh, I'm in Texas right now, actually. Oh right, whereabouts in Texas? Yeah, I um near Corpus Christi, like kind of near the border. Yeah. yeah, I work with a lot of guys from Corpus Christi that that live in Corpus Christi in that area. You know, work with a lot of. Uh, American lads and um, I was in Houston not long ago anyway just uh, through work you know so okay nice you've been to the area a little bit there's some good photography out here yeah I haven't had much of a chance to do to to do too much photography out there I um every time I stop through it's in the office and stuff like that in um in uh in Houston itself I went through Galveston to go out to a, I went to a rig off Galveston so that was kind of interesting and uh yeah work with it work, work with an interesting bunch of guys from that area man so Okay. Yeah, cool. you originally you originally from there yourself? Uh, I'm actually from Colorado, but I actually okay. live in a car. I'm, I'm, I live in a van with my girlfriend, actually. Ah, sweet. So, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, we, I've, we've I've been watching these sort of yeah, I've been watching these builds on. Uh, it, it's like one of the things that pops up on YouTube all the time now. Is like uh, they intrigue me, man. The, the the van builds and also the the mini homes and stuff like that. Man, I love that sort of stuff. So, how long did it take you to put that together? Uh, she actually built this one out. Uh, it took her a couple of months though. Uh, her dad's really into carpentry. So he gave her some tips and yeah, she's just been going hard on it, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting. So we kind of just live wherever we yeah, want. Nice. Yeah. Well, look, I, I kind of live wherever, but it'd be cool to be doing it like that, you know, especially, especially in the States. So how does that work with the, the lockdown and stuff then? I mean, it's like, interesting. Uh, it's not like Spain where they're like ticketing you if you're outdoors. So we're usually just like on trailheads and campgrounds okay. and stuff like that. We're stocked up nice. on food. Uh, nice one. I got my first, uh, after six weeks of staying inside, I got my fi- first fine yesterday because we, we rode a little bit further in the morning and went 15 minutes past the time. So, I mean, we were in the wrong, fair enough. But I mean, shoot, man, like going six weeks at following all the rules, watching everyone else flout them and then, some French police officers stopped us there just on the, the border of like, we live very in the central part of Paris and, uh, but we're in a town called Nui, Nui mm-hmm. sur And we actually crossed the border of what they considered into Paris. So they weren't, they weren't too happy about that. And so I think that's oh, 100, 135 euros for a ride, for a bike ride, man. <laughs> oh, dang, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, four uh, and a half, four and a half thousand US dollars or whatever that translates to these days, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably, no, it's probably about, I don't know, 100, 150 bucks or something like that. It's, uh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, what, so wait, so what do you do? You do, uh, uh, on rigs, like oil rigs or? Yeah, so I, okay. yeah, like, photography is sort of my hobby. It's something I, I really enjoy. Um, well, I've got a few hobbies. I collect toys and I'm a bit of a nerd all around, man, traveling and, and, and photography. So it's all sort of went hand in hand, but, you know, the one that pays the bills is uh, I'm actually a health and safety supervisor for a oil and gas company, a, a drilling company. Um, so work or that's where I, I sometimes get some cool photos from around the world. You know, it's taken me, you know, Brunei, India. I've been to, to Singapore. I've been to Congo and Gabon, Benin, been out to the States. Just last month or the, before the lockdown, I was in Guyana in South America brazil you know sofia and bulgaria you know it's taken me taken me all around the world man really um i started on land rigs in australia and most recently i've been working with deep water drill ships which um yeah it's really it's really kind of cool kind of interesting a lot of a lot of good technology and you know it's always exciting always something new meeting different people going to different places that's why i think uh, if you look at the instagram i've been doing a lot of these sort of oil field portraits lately because just i work with a bunch of really interesting characters so just trying to capture a little bit of them and you know i've got 
I was on the rig in America there last year and you've got some guys that don't even have a passport, you know, and then you go to other countries and you've got you know, Filipino guys that have worked in every imaginable country around the world and they spend six months at a time on a rig and, you know, they just, the the, the contrast is amazing. So it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty- I, I've, I've been looking at your photos of the people on the rigs and I was wondering about that. They're, they're great photos. I've really liked your street photography. That's why I wanted to reach out to you. Yeah, uh, sure. Is, it's like a fairly new podcast. It's, um, adventure photography which is you know kind of in the landscape street stuff and i feel like you're really consistent like you post a lot which i like oh uh, uh, yeah get out a lot in too well see i work so work rotation work so you know i work four weeks away or four weeks on the rig and then i get four weeks off and uh and my partner she she works so um when she's at work during the day that's that's what i do we were close to paris i just get out and go for a walk and 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 try and get it recently i haven't been posting as consistently as i like and and i really i was just thinking the same thing man i really like your feed because what what you do do you do it really consistently and it's there's like a story there and i feel like i'm kind of i'm doing portraits one week and then I'm, i'm doing some street photography the next week and then i really like um brutalist architecture these concrete you know um I don't know, concrete monolithic. They were sort of views of the, they were considered views of the future back in the seventies the and sixties. And that's why I love them because that's, you know, it's such a bleak view of the future, you know? Um, and, and then I kind of like these sort of candid portraits, you know, I'm not very, uh, I've got a very short attention span. I'd say Nicholas, so I kind of just flip back and forth. And then recently I haven't been up to get out. So, you know, I've been whatever's handy toys and, bits and pieces, miniature figures, whatever I can find is what I've been sort of shooting. But, but I love how consistent, you know, your feed is and, and, and the pictures you put up, the quality, everything. It's, it's really cool. So. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's street photography has always been something that's like fascinated me because I imagine you do have to have a short attention span for it because you just like, like see something, you got to click it. It's almost like a, like impulse photography. Yeah. It's all, I think, I think a lot of it, it's, um, it's a mix, man. You can, sometimes you need to be really patient and sometimes you just need to know when to move on and, and you need to not hesitate, you know, you sort of anticipate. I like that. It's a, you know, health and safety is similar. A lot of it's gut feeling, you know, you, you walk around and you see something and you think, well, that's not quite right. And then you, you look into it further and figure it out. And it's the same when I'm doing my street photography, I like walking around and I'll, I'll see something interesting, like a door or a frame, you know, like something that frames a shot. And you'll think there's, you know, your gut will tell you there's something there. And then you got to wait for that, that moment, you know, and that's what I love about it is because it's, it's street photography is like moments. And if you miss it, it's gone, you know, it, it, don't get me wrong, like landscape photography and that, the, the, the art, the, the, the technicality of that sort of work is amazing. But, you know, you miss that sunrise. Well, you know, you can come back the next day and chances are there'll be mm-hmm. another nice sunrise, another nice sunset, but could be something goofy and it's just gone you, you look at it you don't click it you miss it it's blurry you know it's that's what i love about it it's it's there and then it's gone and so it's really rewarding when you do catch something and 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 you your instinct told you to catch it you know that's that microsecond that split second you know so uh and places like being in cities like like uh paris really it's really um you know it lends itself to to getting out there a lot of good street photography i lived nine years in ireland and it's smaller towns, rural, and it's not as, you know, there's not as many street photography opportunities, I would say. It's, you have to be a little bit more creative, so. Yeah, I imagine if you're, like, walking around with a camera all day, you, like, you become the street photographer guy, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, he's over there, look at him, he's going to get a photo of me. <laughs> exactly, and, and some places that works in your favor. I did it in Egypt. I spent, um, I was working in Egypt. I went down to Old Cairo, which which is amazing, and I just spent a day down walking around Old Cairo, and no, it was a time of the year there wasn't many tourists, there wasn't many. So I walked around a lot, said hello to a lot of people, and they kind of got used to me. And then it was kind of just started taking a few snaps and asking a few people, could I take a few quick portraits? And it was just like that, though. You know, he's just there now. They, they weren't paying me any mind. Um, you know, in Paris, look, I'm, I'm six foot two. I'm a big guy. I'm Australian, bald. I've got tattoos on my legs and stuff. So <laughs> it's kind of kind of hard to blend in a little bit sometimes so i find that's that's one of the harder things is people you you, you notice things you, you guys would see it you know you travel around you, you see when something or someone looks out of place you're kind of like you, you you're drawn to it you're like what's that about so sometimes that you you have to sit there. that's i guess that patience as well you kind of have to sit there until people just sort of 
I guess it's like animals in the wild until they get used to you and then they come a bit closer and then they, you know, and then you try and get, get creative with how you snap it. I'm not a very, uh, there's some street photographers I love. Um, and I, I watch a couple of them in New York in particular, but they're, they're extremely aggressive in their way. They get right up in people's faces and, and shock them, you know, oh, there's, there's a couple of good ones. He, he walks around with a flash and they just straight up in people's face. And I mean, the, the effect is amazing, like, but, but it's really aggressive. I can't, I can't, I can't be that guy, you know, I find that very difficult. So I like to, I, I don't like to feel like I'm making people uncomfortable. I like to try and catch some moments and move on, you know. So you got to kind of realize when you're, when you're welcome and not welcome, you know. It's um fine line, I guess. Yeah, it seems like they're, like the main debate in street photography is the, the ethics of it like that. Do you have to ask someone for the photo versus do you just take the photo and move on? What are your thoughts? Yeah, on that? yeah, it's a it's a good one. I think again, um, for the most part, I try and feel it. I don't really like to. Um, if I'm going to take a real sort of portrait style photo of someone, like if I really like someone's look, I generally, if I snap it, then I might I might snap it first and ask them just so you get that neutral expression or you get that not really in the know expression. In Egypt, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it depends where I am. In Egypt, I asked, you know, I asked a lot of people, hey, can I take a photo? And to be honest, after that walking around, I knew a few Arabic words, spoke to a few people. Um, you know, they, I would say only two people said no. Everyone else was kind of like, yeah, go ahead, do what you want, you know. Um, so I think it's about, I think it's about how you do it. This guy that I watch, again, like in New York, up in people's face, taking the, the flash and the camera, I, I don't I don't think that's that's right. If someone came up to me and did that to me in the street, I'd be quite put off about it, you know, and, and whether or not it's legal, you know, that they talk about you're in a public place. If you're taking photo of a public space, you can take a photo of, of who, whatever you want, whoever you want. You know, it's when you cross that border into, into private property. But I think, yeah, there's a bit of I think you have to have a bit of a moral sort of compass with it, you know, and, and understand. I don't take pictures of people's kids generally and things like that. I don't. I've got a I've got a young son in in Ireland from you know from a previous uh, relationship marriage and and if people were doing that with him I'd be pretty upset you know um, so I just try and put myself in their position I guess and that's the best way I can do it if someone visibly looks like they're not comfortable with it I just move on you know and and other times I just try and just get it and get the shot some days I feel more bold than other days I guess that that would be a way of putting it. I think that you just need to read the situation, you know, treat humans how you want to be treated, right? And most people will respect that. So, I mean, I'm not looking to really profit off any of their images or anything like that. It's it's purely for 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 capturing a moment, enjoying it. You know? So I try and share it with people. If I find something really good, I try and share it. I've had a couple of people reach out to me. There was one I took in London of some guys with some beards across the street and, and one of them saw it on one of the platforms and he said, hey, I know these guys. Do you mind if I... I was like, right on. I sent him the picture and, you know, another guy performing in Paris reached out to me. Can I, can I use your photo? And I was like, yeah, man, go ahead. So, you know, I don't, I don't claim ownership of anything. I just try and create something that people might like or not like. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes all sense. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you're just doing it for, yeah. In terms of like asking people to take their photo, I think it would be a little bit more, uh, people would have more of a legal standing on it if you were profiting off it. Especially like that guy. Imagine if that guy running around flashing people was like making money off that. It'd be like, what the like? What's this guy doing? Yeah, I haven't even I mean, heard of that guy. What's his name? That's ah uh, man. I have to. I have to find it again. He's an older lad, and he he, he just I he can goes, he, find it, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, there was. I can't remember. He's quite well known, and I can't remember his name for the life of me now. But I'll find it. I'll send you a link to it later. But um. Yeah, he, he, I just it just popped up, you know, when you watch a lot of street photography videos, you know, it comes up in your feed. So I just watched it and thinking, man, there's no way I could do that. I mean, in the states, I, I work with a, I work with a lot of guys from Texas, and and man, there's some some of those guys I wouldn't want to be in their town trying to stick a camera in their face. They might stick something else in my face. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a camera. So um, yeah, I think I think. I think it depends where you are as well. Middle East, you know, certain places in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, you know, I, I worked in Saudi Arabia recently and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my camera out there and shoot in public, to be honest, unless I was with another Saudi and he said it was okay. So um, just be very careful where you are, I guess. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, so you told me you, did you grow up in Australia? Or are you from I, oh, geez, I, I, I grew up an army brat. 
for a while. So, you know, grew up in Australia, around Australia. We moved to Canada for a while. We were living in um, Anniston, Alabama for a little bit when I was much younger. Then later on, um, just before I left school, we were in uh, Papua New Guinea for a while as well. And um, then my parents were in the Middle East. That's what took me to the Middle East the first time. They were in Oman. So as a young younger guy, I went out to Oman and, and started my career in, in Oman in, in health and safety and, and construction. Um, so, you know, moved around a lot, four different primary schools, four different high schools, quite used to to being on the move. Um, I think Ireland, the nine years in Ireland is probably the longest I spent anywhere. So, you know, it, it, moving's not a, I, I don't know, it's been a part of my life. It's, it's you know, it's, it's my friend and my enemy, I guess, you know. <laughs> Um, I mean, again, it looks like you're used to it as well, Nicholas, you know, with your, your living out your car and traveling around and it's, it, it can become, um, it's like tattoos, like anything, it becomes a little bit addictive when you do stop, you start getting itchy and you wonder where's the next place and as disruptive as all the packing and unpacking can be, you, you kind of, you come to, to, to know it and enjoy it, I guess, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. So what yeah. got you into photography in the first place? Oh man, that's a, that's a good question. I think um, initially it was just, I, I've always had, you know, like a camera, I guess, you know, and, and I remember getting my first digital camera, but it was uh, a friend of mine in Australia and I'd gone back to Australia and just, um, and he was into photography. He was doing a lot of nature photography. So he had a nice big Canon and a nice big lens, you know, and uh, shallow depth of field. And he just, he said, oh, have a go. You know, I said, oh, I've always thought cameras were cool. Have a go. And, you know, just took a shot with it. And it's just, you take a shot and you can just immediately, the depth of feel, the clarity that, and I was like, I think it was the next day I went down to the shop and I bought my first DSLR. I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm going to get into this. And and that was about, that was like 2009-ish, you know. So it's, it's not that long ago, I guess, really. 2009, my first DSLR. And I'm honestly, so over 10 years now, and I've been spending a lot of that time still trying to figure out what I like and don't like, you know, it was, it was first, it was, I'll, I'll do portraits, I'll do landscapes, I'll do, but then something, I'll, I've always loved people, talking to people, meeting people. So uh, kind of, you know, the, the street photography sort of came naturally. I, I stumbled, stumbled across, um, and I mean, she was well known to a lot of people, but I stumbled across Vivian Mayer. And that was one that really got me into it. They, she's, she's a street photographer from the States and she was relatively, well, she was unknown her whole life basically. And, uh, and a real sort of, um, eccentric and, and then she passed away and they went to her house and they just found thousands and thousands of unprocessed films and, and these amazing street portraits that just, and street photos and self portraits and stuff that just really captured the time. So, I was looking at that just thinking, this is amazing. It's like a snapshot of time and places. And, and I thought, oh, I've got to try this. You know, I've got to get out and see if I can capture some of that emotion and, and stuff. So it, it went from there, you know, then it was, then it was all the, the normal people, you know, Henry, Henry Cartier-Bresson and, and Brassai and uh, Doe Snow, a lot of the French, you know, black and white. I, I really like black and white, um, mainly because I've got a color deficiency. I can see color all right but uh when it's reds and greens and blues and purples so sometimes i feel like when i'm in, in doing stuff in color my blue skies become a bit closer to purples and things like that so i don't like that so i, I find it easier to work in black and white and uh i like the textures it brings out and stuff like that so that's kind yeah, of i've always wondered why so much street photography is in black and white like you don't see much landscape in black and white you do occasionally i feel like black and white is really well known in street world yeah, I think I think a lot of it. I mean, I'm I'm no expert by any means, but I think a lot of it was was where it started from. It was those 30 millimeter cameras, you know, black and white film, and it was just the the cameras of the time. They were small, compact, and you could carry them around, and 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 they they were black and white. The Pentaxes, and you know, even I think now Hasselblad, which is one of the most expensive cameras, and Leica, they they still make digital. They make a digital camera that's black and white. I don't understand why it's just black and white, but it's it's in black and white. So it's um it's a real preferred medium for it. Yeah, and I I don't know what it is. I guess maybe it is the you know some of the the really good street photographers. It's all about the shadows and and the you know framing. So I guess you have a lot more control over that shadow and you know making it pure black and white really really makes it pop so i just like it like i said because it's it feels like it's it speaks to me a bit more you know so mm -hmm. uh, 
I really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, so that, that's how I sort of got into it, I guess. And, and just, like I said, short attention span though. So every now and then I'll, I'll be walking somewhere, hiking somewhere and I'll be like, man, you know, this is great. And I'll try and grab some sort of landscape, but then it doesn't really hold me for long. I always come back to street photography though. So that's why, that's why I like it. It's the, the emotions and the moments and sometimes you capture something you don't even know you've got it until you got home and you're like wow you know there's, there's something within your picture so yeah i always what well, i always is i always take photos that i think are going to be my best photo and then i get home and i realize it's not a great photo at all and then another photo that i just took arbitrarily turns out to be my best photo yeah right on exactly that's i couldn't yeah i couldn't have said any better and it was a, i can't count how many times i've done that gone out for it and sometimes i've gone out i've seen something on instagram or Flickr or some other photography platform and and i'm like i need to try and recreate that photo you know i want to do that photo so i go to that place and i snap away and i'll spend the whole day there and it, it'll be the one snap i took walking from the metro to that spot or you know some from the the hip shot or something that turns out to be to be the best yeah it's it, that's what's fun about it though i i mean i probably need to learn to be a little bit more looser i can be very controlled um very controlled and think things, overthink things, you know, it's a, it's a lot of my job as well as a lot of thinking and planning and, and control. So, you know, I'm probably a bit more looser in my photography. I take that shot that I want and then I leave it, you know, I just need to shoot more. And I think everyone could, could do that more, you know, just it's digital, you know, what, what do you got to lose? Snap away, snap away. Yeah, the, thousands of files. Yeah, exactly. What, what do you, all you need is a good hard drive to store it. It's not like it's, it's not like you're trying to print everything. I mean, I rarely, I've got a couple on the wall behind me, but I rarely print anything, to be honest. Um, or if I do, it usually gets given away as a gift when we've got guests or something. Like, ah, oh, take it, you know. <laughs> That's no, honestly I'm, the best thing about being a photographer is you can just give your photos away as a gift. You can be like, I made this just for you. It's all for you. Way, way better than a macaroni card for Mother's Day or something. <laughs> yeah. <it>? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, exactly. And I, and I love it when because I, I still do. I mean, it's it's like anyone that creates anything. It doesn't matter if photography or painting or poetry or whatever you know if someone says oh i love that or i like that or it's inspired something in them it's it's the best feeling ever anytime i mean you know look i, I haven't got a huge following or anything but anytime someone reaches out to me and says man i really like that shot it it really does it does a lot you know it makes me want to go out and do more and create and and uh you probably shouldn't need that sort of um i don't know that support that shouldn't need that motivation that that confirmation from other people but it always does feel good <laughs> yeah I mean, it definitely helps to know that there's other people like liking your stuff and... ah, ex exactly it's, it's like a guilty pleasure almost that's how i look at it like i'm like yeah. i try not to focus on the likes but you know if they do come i'll, I'll take it yeah, exactly and then yeah and then look it's really hard to not focus on the likes is it especially when you you know your, your work is amazing nicholas and you go on and you see someone else that's just maybe better at at getting a following and it's the same with me i see some photos and i'm like I, I don't really see anything there i appreciate what they've done but it's got you know two thousand three thousand four thousand likes and you, you just think i'm like what am i not doing right here you know but yeah it's, uh, honestly i think it's just a marketing game like because i've seen people with like way less quality photographs than, yeah like you and me for example and way higher fallings i think it's all just marketing like it doesn't matter how good you are because the general public doesn't know like what a good photo is they don't know the technicality the skill behind it i can't no, see that you focus bracketed edited all this stuff like i don't know that oh no yeah it's color pop cheap thrill you know I, I used to watch a lot of wrestling there was a guy called mankind and he called it you know the cheap pop you know he'd walk into a stadium and say something call the name of the town you know and it was pop pop that's what it is. Cheap pop, you know, a, a good looking chick or something like that, you know, good looking chick smoking or something like that. They seem to be the ones that, you know, there you go. Pop, pop, lots of neon sign. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I've gone out looking for those shots myself and just to see if I could do it. But yeah, I, look, I went to Germany a while back last year or the year before and met a, um, just stayed somewhere and, and happened to be rented out by a lady that was an interior interior design photographer she's amazing a lot of minimalist stuff and, and got chatting to her and she's got hardly any following on on instagram and, and she makes a living out of it you know and she looked at some of my photos and gave me some advice on some but but complimented my photos and that meant more to me than than some person that 
that just, you know, is doing it to get a like back or doing it for a shallow reason, you know, someone like that or someone like yourself reaching out and saying, let's have a chat. I mean, that, that means a lot more to me than any sort of, you know, several hundred likes for just for the sake of it, you know, Mm -hmm. I've got a niece in Australia and, and she gets more likes for a selfie pouty lip selfie than I do for a photo that I've spent weeks trying to set up <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah I know the feeling <laughs> <laughs> go figure man yeah yeah I mean and I talked to my my sisters about it and they just said it's a game with them you know it's uh if you don't like it you know it's it's all about oh my god you didn't like my most recent selfie of in a series of 450 selfies you didn't like that last one you must hate me now and it's just uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a way to make you feel old quick, Nicholas. I'll say that much, you know, when you're trying to keep up with, with people like yourself, like the energy of living out of van and traveling around, man, that's, that's insane. You know, I love it. It's, it's great. You can't help but compare yourself to other people all the time. Right. So. Yeah. 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 It's hard not to. Yeah. So, ah, I mean, so, uh, sometimes it's better. Yeah. 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 It helps improve you a little bit. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what do you normally carry around when you do street photography? Did you just bring like one lens or? Now I do. I try to. If I'm doing street photography, you're walking around with a big backpack and a tripod and all that sort of stuff hanging off you. You know, people, you just sort of zoom in on you. So now I've got, um, recently I switched to mirrorless cameras, the Sony's, the Sony A7R. I've got the A7R three now. Yeah, and, that's what I uh, look at. Yeah, well. <laughs> Man, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's um, I've still got my old Canon. Like it's the first full frame. I'll be honest. It's the first full frame camera I've had. Um, before I had like a Canon 80D, and it, and I had some nice lenses with it. Got some good shots, but it just was always so big and bulky. And I saw someone with this mirrorless, and it was twice as many megapixels and half the size. And I just loved it. And and the feel of it. It just feels like a sturdy, good camera. So. I've got that and I walk around now. I've got a Sigma 30. Um, I've got it. That's why I'm looking down. I've got it here. So I'm just keeping it. Um, I try and keep it out now because it's. if I put it away, it's like out of sight, out of mind. I keep it here so I can see it and it reminds me I've got to try and do something. Um, I bought a Sigma lens, a 30mm lens, because I really like uh, going back to, you know, the museums here and looking at the traditional sort of street photography. They work with these 30 uh, millimeter cameras. So, I decided that I'd give that a shot and it's, it's really, it's, it's a prime lens. So you get, you know, right down to 1.4, it's not expensive. It's very low profile. So you haven't got this massive telephoto lens sticking out or something. So, you know, you can sort of sit it down and shoot from your chest or your waist and, and, and still get a good, you know, uh, field of view. So that's what I carry around most of the time. Um, apart from that, I've got like an 85 mm lens for, portraits and then just the 24 to 70 for if I'm walking around or doing anything else or landscapes or something I did have a lot more other uh, lenses with my Canon but you know as you know it's it's quite an expensive game so yeah yeah last year I got a lot expensive more expensive last year I went to um like horror story went to New York last year in November had hadn't been to New York last time I'd been in New York was 16 years before obviously wasn't into photography so you know, it's a place where street photography, architecture, everything. I was like, this is going to be amazing. And uh, on my second day in New York, I had an A7R2 and I was walking around and it was raining. So I put it under my jacket and, uh, but I forgot that I had taken the strap off. And when I got to the hotel, oh. I, just, I let go of it thinking it was on my neck and it just dropped, man. And it, I swear there was just a little dent in the corner, but the whole camera just, <laughs> it, really? it, it stopped working. And I mean, look, I, yeah, I don't have, it's not, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that has several thousand dollars just sitting around to lash out in the camera when I've already gone on a trip to New York, but it was around the time of Black Friday sales. So I kind of, I used it as justification to upgrade to the A7R3 and, and it's great. Yeah. The battery life's way better than the A7R2, the two, two memory card slots. It's, it's a really good camera. I love it. How do, do you enjoy it? I mean, is it? Have you yeah, always shot with Sony or? Yeah, uh, well, actually, for my first like nine months of photography, I was only shooting on a mobile phone, like on a Pixel Three, Come on. and uh, I, I was like obsessed with it. And I've always been like a guy like if I'm gonna do something, I want to test it like really cheaply, then I'll just go all out. So I went from that to 
the a7r3 i'm like well i'm just gonna oh, buy wow. the best one and uh, yeah <laughs> i was like i love this i just want to go all in on it so yeah i i bought sony just because i used to play playstation when i was a kid and i liked the brand that, that was literally the only reason why <laughs> they do i mean ex, ex, when i was looking at the mirrorless it was the same thing i mean looking at a lot of the specs it was similar and it came down to me a lot of it was looks and i loved the way the sony looked i mean it, as cheap as it sounds as shallow as it sounds i really loved the way it looked so that's what I went with. You know, I loved the way it felt in my hand. The Canon's always felt a little, it was a composite material, so it always felt a little bit, it wasn't cheaper, but it felt cheaper, you know. So I like that sturdy feel. So, yeah, I enjoy it. And it's a, it's a good camera. It's good to shoot with. It's really intuitive as well, sort of controls and stuff like that. And, I mean, look, yeah. you, you're probably way better with all that that stuff than me. I'm kind of a couple of simple basic uh settings and away i go that's that's probably another reason i love street photography is that it doesn't require a lot of setup you know mm-hmm. I, i've ruined more than one photo because i had it set up for a landscape photo and then i've gone out shooting all day and forgotten about the settings and just been shooting with slow shutter speeds and uh, terrible so <laughs> yeah i actually did an entire portrait shoot for someone on like I think 10,000 ISO. And I didn't realize it until I got home. I was like, <laughs> trying, to I sit there, trying, to, <laughs> trying to clean that up. Yeah, that, that must have been fun. Yeah, and that's, I'm not great in Photoshop. I like Lightroom. Lightroom's really good. I'm only, I'll be honest, only now am I getting better at cloning a few things out and, and, and just using Photoshop in the basic sense. It just, I get infuriated by it and then I shut it down and go back to Lightroom. So I think it's another thing about street photography. Not a lot of, messing around you know darken a few shadows boost contrast a bit and texture and away you go you know that's it's simple for me i like that yeah 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 it is it's very minimalistic it's like the minimalistic photography yeah and when you're traveling you know a lot of the places like oh you don't want to be carrying that it's hot it's summer you don't want a big camera bag on your back and everything you just want a, a lens and a camera you want to enjoy it a couple of trips i went on and it was like that i, I stood back and realized that I'd spent the whole trip looking through the camera trying to find a shot. And I was like, man, you got to enjoy your trips as well. You know, that's, it shouldn't, your trip shouldn't be about getting a photo, then look back at later and go, oh, look, I was there. Shouldn't enjoy being there, you know? So nowadays, sometimes I, I go out and I just, I don't take a photo. I have the camera on me and I'm like, well, I'm just going to enjoy the moment. And I don't want to shoot, you know, I want to feel it when I shoot, you know, I should feel something. And then people that look at the photos will hopefully feel that too, you know? That's the yeah. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's easy to say because I'm not trying to make any, I'm not making, you know, my living off it at the moment. If I was making my living off it, then, yeah, I'd probably <laughs> look at it a different way. So I just I just want to, I mean, look, if I could make a living off it, I'd love it. So it's something I love and enjoy and, and, and I'm happy to do it every day. But, you know, just, just trying to focus on the enjoying it part of it for now, you know. Yeah, I got you. So, so we're... In the States then, driving around, where have you guys been? Where's your, your favorite place to, to shoot? Um, honestly, Utah's probably the best spot. There's yeah. just so much in Utah. There's like five national parks and basically like unlimited slot canyons. Just so much canyon terrain. It's just like a playground for adults. I'm sure you could spend your entire life there and just like never really? run out of shots. Yeah, it's, if you could ever make it out to Utah. Man, I'd, lo- I'd love to get some of those canyon shots. I see see these canyons and the lines, and oh, it looks amazing. Um, yeah, I, I like that sort of stuff for sure. And, you, you, of course, Utah Jazz, I've got Joe Ingles. He's an Australian basketball player, so a lot of respect oh, for nice. Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see what else. Uh, Louisiana's pretty fun, too. I do like Louisiana just because it's, like, swampy. And I grew up in Colorado, which is, like, mountains, dry yeah. mountains. So just, like, wet marshes is the complete opposite. So for some reason, it's really enticing. I mean, there's crocodiles everywhere. It's, it's people fun. are really people are really interesting as well. You know, I mean, the guys I work with, Louisiana, Mississippi, um, you know, yeah, real real soul of the earth guys. They're the kind of guys that when I I, I mean, I, I lean to the left for sure. These guys couldn't go any further the other way, but we we get on, you know, and that's what I love about it. You can always find something to relate to with someone, and they're just, you know, real down to earth good guys that give you the last anything, you know, welcome you into their house and show you around. And I love that. You know, I love that sort of being, I don't know, being a, being a nice human being. 
it's uh <laughs> yeah yeah I gotcha. so when you do go to the different uh oil rigs in different countries do are you able to like stay there and do photography or is it kind of like you have to show up and leave no so yeah most of the time it's you you turn up you get a night in a hotel and then you fly out to the rig to the next day you spend four weeks on the rig a night in the hotel when you come back and you go home they they're kind of responsible for you on the way to work or on the way home so they don't like when i started out you could pretty much do what you wanted but you know it's the the old saying you know one one what is it rotten one rotten apple spoils the whole barrel or whatever it is you know you get same with oh, the oil yeah. field. Yeah, same with the oil field you get one guy that trashes a hotel or stays over and gets into trouble with the law or something and then nobody's allowed to do it so um the only place i was i was shore based um with one particular rig for a long time so in africa and then uh e egypt and then in my favorite place was bulgaria um because it's you know former um it, it, you know it has a huge history it's been around forever and they had the turkish in there and, and the russians and then it was communist and then it's sort of one of these countries that's relatively new out of the you know recent history out of communism um part of the eu now and so you've got this older generation that remembers that this younger generation that's rebelling you've got all this crazy architecture on the place and it's just a, a real cool place to to explore and see and uh so i was shore based in sofia which is the capital for quite a while and you know you could just uh, it was just a great place to walk around and, and shoot you know the different different seasons you know really cold winters and then really nice summers so you just the whole year round, you saw everything it was um so that was probably my favorite assignment because i got a more of a chance to explore you know wh where i was on my lunch break just take my camera with me go for a walk take some pics and come back you know so it was uh a really good time there's, there's been some places that i've been that i kind of regret that i haven't been able to explore you know um and i'd love to go back and, and do some more you know but it just depends where would you go if you go anywhere like right now Ooh, right now um good question or i guess for, I pretending like the coronavirus isn't happening well Jesus <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to pretend that doesn't exist at the moment yeah I, i've uh, been <laughs> You know, I, I was going to say I'm in a very small apartment. Here I am talking about that, and you're in a very small <laughs> van <Yeah>. there living. <laughs> I was about to complain about my 40 meter squared apartment. Um, there's there's still a lot of places in Europe I haven't visited, but if I could go anywhere right now, Iceland, man, I'd love to go to Iceland. Um, some of those Icelandic landscapes. The there's a the the classic shot of this white church. I think it's got a red roof, and there's a a, a silverish sort of plain husk, you know, and these black sand because they've got these black sand sort of landscapes you know everything contrasts with that and um they've got icelandic horses i think that have got these beautiful blue eyes and so just just the landscape there just fits exactly with the aesthetic that i love you know and it's sort of beautiful but bleak in a way as well so if i could go to iceland for sure i've never been to budapest hungary love to go there um back i'll go back to bulgaria for sure um you know, Ireland. I've never heard someone talk about Bulgaria in terms of good photography. That's awesome. Look, look, before I'd been there, I wouldn't have thought, but you, you got this thing. It borders with, you know, Greece, and and I mean, before I left, we took a two-week trip down from Bulgaria, drove through Greece, back up. You could come back up through Macedonia, even you know, and you can drive down to Croatia from there. And I've been hiking in the, in some beautiful, you know, rocky, uh, canyon sort of hills and stuff and they've got in the south you've got beaches they've got s ski slopes for winter they're not you know they're not kind of the, the standard you might be used to from the states there but you've got all year round um outdoor activity you know skiing hiking swimming whatever you want you know so it's uh and it's relatively cheap um there's a lot of culture there like i said because you've got this young generation coming out really trying to express themselves you know and really trying to make a, a stamp on you know, and distinguish themselves from this former communist sort of period. And then you've got these old, I don't know, really sort of tough looking people that are walking around. And it's, it's, I love that contrast. I love any sort of contrast like that, you know? So, um, I like, I like countries and places that have contrast, you know, old and new or where things come down, where cultures clash and stuff like that. So Turkey was really good as well. Turkey's another really cool place, kind of like that. 
because you've got the Europe sort of part of Turkey, the Asian part of Turkey, and yeah, you know, it's it's just a big melting pot. It's incredible. So, um, yeah, I've been been really fortunate. Got to see some cool places. Oman in the Middle East is a really nice place too. Beautiful people. Uh, nice landscape, Wahiba sands. I mean, you like your landscapes and stuff. I mean, the Wahiba sands are beautiful. They've got some um, beautiful beaches, white sand beaches, and you know, and and amazing mountains or jebels they call them jebels. So, really, really interesting places to explore, man. What about so? Where was the last place you went overseas? Did you, you been overseas recently or not? A long time. I the the reason I do live in a car is because it's so much easier to travel cheaply. I, I don't have to rent a hotel. I don't have to, I can put food in there, cheap food, cook food. I don't have to pay for airfare. So I'm, I'm mainly stuck in the United States right now until I'm like uh, making a little bit more money. But I did go to Argentina, I want to say like a couple of years ago, which was pretty awesome into yeah. Buenos Aires. So oh man. That'd be, that'd be got some very yeah, good Stray dogs running around everywhere. There was like a local joke where they would just put sweatshirts on the stray dogs. So it's just really? dogs with sweatshirts running around everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, a photo up there, yeah. I'd yeah, just to like go. live music on the streets. And, yeah. See, that, that's the sort of place to be great for street photography. Argentina and uh, Havana, Cuba is another place I'd really like to go. Um, but yeah, I've got some good friends from Argentina. I haven't made it there. Went to Brazil and Guiana recently, but... They're the only places in South America I've been. I'd really like to explore that that whole region a bit more. You know, it's um it's pretty cool. And some parts of Africa I'd like to maybe go back and check out. Not, not as a not working, you know, maybe as a tourist. You know, I was in Tanzania and I was in South Africa. I wouldn't mind going back to South Africa too. It'd be cool. Yeah, I bet Brazil would be sweet for street photography. If you like knew someone that could take you around the favelas like safely, I bet you could get some crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty I would say I'm a pretty savvy traveler. I've been, you know, I've been to villages in Papua New Guinea where, you know, they were eating people not so long ago and um <laughs> and not felt too bad, you know, felt pretty pretty safe. But Brazil was probably the one country I've traveled to where I, I was really, really conscious of what was going on around me. I didn't feel particularly safe at times, you know. It was a beautiful country, beautiful people, but um I, I did have some, yeah, I did, did my, some of my colleagues, myself, I was very lucky. I, I didn't have any issues, but some of my colleagues had some, some, uh, you know, pretty harrowing stories. The HSC manager down there, he was Brazilian. He got held up at gunpoint outside of, uh, the main office of the, the oil company down there, you know, and they took his car and his laptop and everything and just dropped him off in the middle of the road. Thankfully didn't, didn't hurt him. So yeah, when, when that sort of thing's oh, happening, wow. To your boss down there, I was like, I might just stick to the uh, apartment and the local, <laughs> the local pub. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I actually listened to um, I think a podcast with Joe Rogan a long time ago, where Anthony Bourdain was in it. It was like oh, wow. episode a hundred of Joe Rogan or something. And uh, Anthony Bourdain was talking about how when he went to Brazil and they were filming it in the favelas, they had to hire a group of people that communicated with like the local drug lords of that certain region to let them know they're going to be filming there and then they got permission to do that so they were like on the drug oh, lord wow. side and you knew what was going on so that's how they got all those crazy shots no way there's some good films uh what were they called um it was like the city of god i think and oh, yeah, the, the, you know the, the gangs but there was ones that was um it was about the special forces going through the favelas and stuff like that there was two of them can't remember the name off the top of my head, but great film. That's another hobby of mine. I really like movies and and um, always try and find movies from wherever I'm traveling to. But there were some really good ones out of Brazil. You know, I guess they've got that. That's another country with contrast, but the contrast is like the rich and the poor. You know, there's not a lot in the middle. It's you know, the haves and the have-nots. You know, it's quite quite a quite a you know stark difference. Yeah, so, I love films too. Actually, I feel like that's a theme with a lot of photographers. It's just like they cross yeah. over. Especially yeah. those with good cinematography. I'm like, I don't right. care about the screenwriting. I just want to see some pretty ass shots. And yeah, like watching so, like Wes Anderson and like all that stuff. Oh yeah. Wes Anderson. His his detail, his detail to small things. You can go back and watch his movies and look at the background for the whole film and just the model work and stuff he does. Um who's the guy the, the city of city of 
children or what is it? Um, children of men. L- children of men does the long tracking shots. Um, what's his name? Who's the, why is his name gone from me? The director. I can't oh, remember. I forgot his name too. I know who you're talking uh, about. Yeah, but long tracking shots and stuff like that. Well, have you seen anything recently? I, I'm I'm running out of suggestions here. I need some good good films to keep me going. Um, I'm trying to think. What have I seen recently? I really liked that movie, 1917. I was going to say that because you were talking about cinematography, and that's the first <laughs> yeah, that thing was... that came. I know that so... one best cinematography, so <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, was a good movie. But what a concept! Like I didn't realize it until it was halfway through the film. Like, I know it's not; it's obviously not one continuous shot, but the way it's filmed as one continuous shot is is like you really feel like you're on this trip with them. It's it's incredible, you know. I really, really liked that. I thought it was great. I'd read somewhere that the scene with the church was um, obviously it wasn't really on fire, but they had these lights in there and added the flames in, in, in edit, but it was the most luminous scene ever filmed or something. They had so many lumens of, of power of light within this church or something. It was the biggest lighting setup there ever was in a film or something. It was quite, yeah. So you, you yeah, that part where they're running through the city and the, everything's like lit up. Yeah. That that's about? Yeah, that was insane. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> really enjoyed that 1970 i really enjoyed that i can't remember what else i've watched recently i I write i have this thing this really silly thing i track all the films i watch uh all the new films i watch for some reason i watched that parasite film that that was kind of interesting uh the korean that was kind of cool and um i really like uh taika the kiwi director he did that jojo uh jojo rabbit this year oh yeah i did test that one that was good i love his humor i just it's it's I don't know. He he did um, Hunt for the Wilder People as well, and What We Do in the Shadows, and uh, and he did the um, Flight of the Concords, which is a TV show based in New York. So I really I really enjoy him. He, I didn't know he did that. Interesting. Yeah, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, that's why Jermaine comments in that uh, What Men in the What We Do in the Shadows, and and this. Yeah, so he he was kind. Of, that's where he started out with those guys. I really I really like his stuff. So. Yeah, it's a, I think I, maybe it is. Maybe it's the visual element of photography that, that leads photographers to be drawn to, to film as well, you know? Yeah. Oh, one movie I did see, uh, if you like horror films, there was this movie called The Lodge, and it's really creepy, unsettling, if you're looking for, like, but it's filmed so well. Like, the shots are so <laughs> creepy and moody. You watch it, and you're like, it's going to mess you up, though. It, it definitely made me yeah. like, think for a couple hours. I was like, geez, that was an intense movie, but... I'll, I'll be honest, I don't do well with scary films, but I, I read a lot of reviews. And so if I do see a review about a scary film, this is amazing. It's changing the game. And so I try and watch it, but I'll, I'll try and watch half of it. And then I'll go watch a comedy or something. And then I'll come back. <laughs> I'll break- <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I, w- I watched that one, It Follows, a few years back. And that was just, I had nightmares about that. It was the concept of this bad thing that follows you. It just, But it's walking. It's never running. It's not particularly... Uh, is that the one where if you like sleep with someone, you pass it on, and it keeps following right. you? I was like, this is crazy. Like this thing's not aggressively. It's just always fast. Like, no, I can't deal with that. It follows. And I watched um, Us, that one. Um, oh, the Jordan uh, Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. I watched that, and that was. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. It was good. I liked it. Uh, he's he's pretty. I really like what he does as well. So, yeah. So I. I watch a bunch. I watch a bunch of films and try and keep an open mind. My um, my wife, my partner, she's she's Russian, so she's been getting me onto a bunch of old Russian films and <laughs> and trying to get me to get down with the traditions there. So there's um, what was one? It was uh, uh something about it, or enjoy your bath. Oh gosh, the the irony of fate, or enjoy your bath, and it's this old communist era film. It's it, and they watch it every Christmas. It's quite, it's actually quite funny. So watch that and a bunch of French film as well here, obviously with subtitles because I'm terrible with languages, but uh, watch a lot of French films. We watched um, a couple here recently. We, they've got a lot of cinema comes out of this region as well. It's, it's great. So. Nice. What, got, what got you into photography then, man? What, why, was it just, I mean, what drew you to want to create what you're creating and, and why like landscapes and adventure stuff? Is it just, fit your personality or is that yeah i've always um i like to call myself adventure photographer mainly just because it allows me to do like landscape and street and urban exploration and not categorize myself into one 
But uh, yeah, all three of those. I've always, me and my buddies would always try and explore places when we were kids. And my parents always used to take me hiking. Obviously, grew up in Colorado, so it was like the mountains were like an hour away. And we were just, it's endless playgrounds. So I grew up yeah. that. And I'd always honestly grown up like playing a lot of video games. Like I know I mentioned that earlier, like Game Boy yeah. and stuff like that. And the fact that like looking through a screen to capture something, I think somehow transferred into my artistic choice of photography because it, it almost feels like a game to me like i show up somewhere and i'm like i gotta get the shot that's the mission and then i'm like trying to work my way into it and analyzing yeah, can, a scene i can get that man yeah and it's like a game because you're trying to one-up the person that's been there before and get a different angle or you know an original take on on a photo you've seen a hundred times in a year i can get that yeah I, I like to try and shoot things that other people have shot but try and you know I don't know when people look at it, they'd say, oh, I, you know, I, I know that court took that photo. You know, that's, that's what I'd like to be able to have that consistency where people think, you know, they look at a photo and go, oh, that's, that's a court photo. You know, and that's, that's the sort of the style that like transfers over. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I think I need to tidy up a bit, but, and I, I was looking, it's funny because we were, you were talking about having the chat today. So, you know, I go back and look through my old photos and look through my Instagram and I feel like there's times when I'm really, you know, locked in and I feel like, oh man, I had a really good, run a photography there and then there's really slow parts so it's one of those games that sometimes you're winning and sometimes you're just sort of playing i guess <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> like kind of like life i guess <laughs> sometimes you're winning sometimes you're just playing yeah yeah cool, so man. Well, it was good to talk yeah. to you yeah you like i gotta get going yeah. i gotta yeah, we're like parked at a mcdonald's parking lot oh nice one. Wi-Fi right now. <laughs> oh really come on yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah literally well, right yeah. there there's all these workers like walking out, looking at me like, what are you doing there, bud? We're using your Wi-Fi, man. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. My, my wife's back just now as well anyway. So she's been, um, I've been very lucky, been getting homemade ice cream and marshmallows today. So yeah, I'm not doing much from my isolation waistline at the moment, but uh, hey, it's yummy. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so right. what's your Instagram handle? So it's uh, Court, just so people can find you if they were listening. Oh, yeah. So it's just Court Richards Photography. Um, court, same as Basketball Court, C-O-U-R-T, Richards, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S, Photography. Um, that's it, yeah. And I've, I've, I've got my other little website set up as well, but I really don't have much on there. I need to fix that up a bit more. So just Facebook and Instagram, yeah. Check it out. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's stay in touch, man. I should have this man. up, I think, next Sunday. So. Yeah, just let me know, man. Great. It's been awesome just chatting anyway. I always love talking to other people, so I really appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah, give it up. I'll see you, dude. Yeah, okay. See you, man. Take care.